crowd scene. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is part two of our conversation with the filmmaker Denny Tedesco. He made the film The Wrecking Crew, the musical documentary currently on Netflix. In part one, we got into the behind the scenes stories about making the film, uh, Denny meeting Cher, Brian Wilson, Dick Clark, and loads more. And Pete and I each chose our top three Wrecking Crew songs of all time. Uh, This was not an easy task given uh, the incredible songs they've made in their past, Uh, but that's all in part one. And in this episode, in part two, listen out for crowdfunding tips from Denny because he managed to raise over $250,000 to make his dream project a reality. Denny, let's talk about crowdfunding. Why did you crowdfund this? There was, it was obvious that it, there was no way we were going to get this movie made in 2008, 2010. No one was helping us. So the only way to do it is I could not afford to do it anymore. I mean, I literally, unfortunately, went under you know, financially. Mm-hmm. So I had to search out crowdfunding. And it wasn't really crowdfunding at the time. It was donations. And so we came up with creative ideas of getting donations. And when crowdfunding kind of came around, it made sense. And the thing was, people say, well, oh, the record companies, this and that. It wasn't about the record companies giving us a hard time. It was about economics. The film, a music doc, there was two things wrong with this film. It was called Music and had documentary in it. (laughs) And it was the worst name. (laughs) And when I say that, because no one would make, the people would say, we're never going to make our money back on a music doc. So if it's going to cost you this much, visualize my hand up here, Mm -hmm. but you're only going to make this much, visualize my hand down here. Mm. No one's jumping in. So I don't have a choice but to figure out a way of making, getting donations. You know, it was, I always felt though, it wasn't just a no donation. Yeah. You got a ticket. You kind of got that ticket and that money mm-hmm. for that tickets going into our, our kitty to pay someone, mm-hmm. but I, they got something out of it. Mm-hmm. Now the other people were, I would get $500, $250, $100. I never spent money on a hotel for two years. I had a, a person working with me and she would constantly call ahead, get a hotel room for me. And we would give out 10 tickets and that's how we spent, I would get there. Um, and meals again, meals were free. How, Hey, you give it, you know, you give us a gift card for 50 bucks, hundred bucks for food. I'll give you two tickets mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll put your name up on there. So you went from town to town and you, and meanwhile, you're building your mailing list. That's it. Build that mailing list. Don't every time you meet someone for the next ten years, you get someone's card and you walk away. And you forget who it was. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You try to write down who on that card it is and how that person relates to your cause. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. I'm not saying I'm good at that. It sounds great, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> I think you know, you are, you, it sounds like you are pretty pretty good at that. Yeah. <laughs> See, well, I mean, you you forget to do that, but I'm saying <laughs> it's a really good way of staying in touch. And it's not just about crowdfunding, it's about business. It's all about marketing. It's all about the future. And so you, you, you made the rounds, Denny, then for a couple of years, um, and then you turned to Kickstarter. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I couldn't see the thing is I could not let that film out without me being there. Mm-hmm. Two reasons. One, I can't do my sales pitch. I have to sell it. No one else could sell it. You know what I mean? In terms of why we're here. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other reason was bootlegging. I was bootlegged many a times. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, such a compliment when someone says, 
oh, I love your film. And I go, oh, wow, what screen did you see it at? Oh, I couldn't wait. It downloaded it. And you want to and you want to jump at the person and say, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> You're an idiot for telling me. Mm. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew how much I had to raise. And around 2011, I was getting pretty good at uh, getting the labels and the publishers paid off. Not totally. Mm-hmm. There was one huge bill that had to be paid, and it was a chunk of change, and it was 200000 and it was for the musicians' union. Mm-hmm. Now, the musicians' union got paid so that all the guys, if they were on a recording and there was a contract – they got a piece of it. So I was keen on getting this paid because it meant a lot to me. So I made sure that was going to be something big. But the thing is, I could not, it was 200,000. And, and at this That's point, a there, it's a lot of money. Mm. And as, as the guy from Kickstarter said to me, he says, listen, at this time, he says, listen, only 49% of any project ever gets uh, funded. Mm-hmm. He says only 1% over 100,000 ever get funded. Wow. And I, and I said, okay, well, I totally get that and I appreciate that. Mm. And at that point now, you got to realize I have been traveling with this film. What I would tell, my biggest suggestion is you never start a crowdfunding until you are ready. And by getting ready is you do not go until you have a list of emails, a list of names. You try to get interviews set in terms of your, you know, uh, what do you call it, reviews or something. But you do not go out until you get that list because you are not, I promise you, it will be the like winning the lottery if you try to do this without having done your homework. Were you tempted to cut any of the songs and go like, well, I could save myself 25 grand if I... Well, that's interesting you said that because... Earlier in the years, everybody said, well, just cut out some songs. Mm. You know, it was like the worst was I know what we could do. And this was a guy that wanted to be a producer and he was a musician. He said, why don't we do sound alikes? I almost killed the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I said, it's a Milli Vanilli on top of a Milli Vanilli. I said, no. Again, the thing was that's one million too much. I guess he was just trying to help, but yeah. Yeah, no, no. But the, but the thing was, it wasn't going to make a difference in terms of one song, two songs. They're not going to break the bank, right? Or make it. There isn't and, one song in the catalog that's more expensive than the others. No, and I made well, because what I did is everybody had to be on most favored nations. Okay. It would have been too difficult to go. Okay, you got ten seconds here. You got a minute here. Mm-hmm. I went to them to the labels and publishers said, "Here's the deal," and I gave them the deal. And when in 2010 came around and I wasn't getting it made, it was a publisher came back to me and said, Denny, you're never going to get this made with the rate you've given, meaning you're giving us way too much money, meaning it's a documentary. You'll never get find the funding. She says, redo this contract, send it back to me and I'll prove it. And I can't say exactly how much it was because I promise I would never tell the labels out. Or, but they helped. They said, Go with this, and I had to go re-sign everybody. It took three years. And how long did it take for you to reach your goal? Well, um, so now the Kickstarter comes. Now it's like the time I, I said, okay, I got to get this two hundred thousand for the musicians' union. Mm-hmm. I need more than that. Mm-hmm. I still need finishing funds in terms of re-editing, but I had to get this two hundred thousand out. So at that point, I had built up twenty-three thousand on Facebook page, the fan page, mm-hmm. uh, twenty thousand emails. That, you know, don't forget, every time I would go to a screening, I'd give out a slip. And this is something I'm suggesting for everybody. If you're going to show bits of this, email, every email, someone said it's worth a dollar fifty. I don't know what that, I, if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. 
it's so important because now you have something to send to those people. And those emails were very important. And I would send them notes. Hey, this is the latest outtake. Da, da, da. Keep people involved. Mm-hmm. And then when it was time to raise money, boom. Mm-hmm. And we had those 20,000 emails. So 20,000 emails before you started the campaign. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, That's listen, incredible. Yeah. it's incredible, but that wasn't still enough. Okay. Now you have to go through, you started, and then now it's like, and as you know, as you probably heard from everybody else, the first few days, like, oh my God, they're killing, we're killing, we're killing. <laughs> you know, and then and this, and you go, oh my God, we'll be done in a week. Yeah. And then it slows down. And it's like, oh geez, and you panic in the middle of it. And I had the worst timing because I decided to do it in Christmas time. Oh no, between, Denny. <laughs> between Thanksgiving here, which is uh, the last Thursday yeah. in, in in November mm-hmm. and Christmas. And it was like, I had no choice. I had to get <laughs> wow. this out. Yeah. So I took six weeks and they tell you to do four weeks, but I figured, you know what? I got to go with it. Mm-hmm. People were like trying to talk me out of everything. Don't do this, you know, because you don't get your money if you don't. I said, I know, mm. but I can't keep coming back to people. Yeah. I can't go for a hundred thousand and say, let's do another hundred. It ain't going to work. So before you actually press the start button on your campaign did you feel like this kickstarter was somehow like you know if this doesn't work then nothing's going to happen was it like an all or nothing um, moment you know what god i had that in the back of my mind but i also thought okay well you know what i keep going with the way i'm going it's just going to take longer so i don't get that because don't forget i still was making a couple thousand here five hundred dollars here uh one guy donated fifty thousand dollars and he was a Someone turned them on to me and went, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And then uh, another 50,000 came. Wow. And it was like, and then, so now it sounds like, oh my God, you should have been able to finish it. It wasn't enough. I had 150,000 donated just on three people. When you And they were, and I, but don't forget, I had all these songs to still do. I had the musicians unit. I had editing still the, to bring all that footage became vintage footage because it was four, four, three, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't 16 by nine. So I had to up, you know, everything had to be high def. Wow. <laughs> so by the time your campaign finished though, Denny, and you'd gone way past your, your goal, yeah. uh, how did that feel? Oh my God. It was, it was like, you can't believe it. I mean, I had my mother who knows nothing about Kickstarter, nothing about computers would watch that thing go every day. And she would mark it down. She showed me the list one day, every day she would check the list, write it out and where it was, where it was, where it was. People were flipping out. Yeah. You know, and the goal was I had to keep it going every night. I would go through, I have a hundred thousand something emails on my computer and I would do uh, I would do, let's say, cities, or or I would say Wrecking Crew, or I would do anybody that ever mentioned Wrecking Crew in the last 10 years. Oh. I would find names I didn't know. I would find names I hadn't thought about for years, and I would write a general letter to these people saying, I'm so sorry if I have already approached you. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. And I was, it was like an apology letter, but this <laughs> is what's going on. If you can donate, great. If you can't, I totally understand. But if you could turn it on to other people, please do. Here's what's going on. And that was it. So that kind of kept me, again, involved on my own. 
people would share it on Facebook. I would do is, you know, create videos. Uh, outtakes are a huge thing in a film, yeah. uh, especially a documentary. You have to engage with people, not even just in Facebook during that era or during that period. You got to do this all the way through when you're making this film. That gives you credibility. They want to see more. The fan, Our fan page, we have now 85,000 people on it on Facebook. Wow. What we do is give trivia every day, birthdays every day, who's, you know, so-and-so turned 86 today or mm. so-and-so passed on this day. Mm. It keeps them involved. It keeps your brand going. you got to think of this as strictly marketing. You know, people, if they want to do it, you got to just do it. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about it. Mm. You, know, then, I, yeah. you know, I could sit back and say that it took me 19 years. But I guess people saw that you were going to make this happen one way or another. Yeah, I think that I think that's one of the things. Like, yeah, exactly. And don't forget, I'm in a whole different position. I was very fortunate to be in a better position than most. I had a film that was done. Mm, yeah, I had a film that was done. I just couldn't get, let it out because I had to pay, you know, an exorbitant amount of licensing. And most, some films that are on Kickstarter will never even cost the amount of money I had to. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure your dad would have, uh, would have loved this film. You know, he, I tell you, he would have cried like a baby because he was really, he looked like a bull in a China shop, but God, he was, uh, very <laughs> sensitive. Um, you know, one of the things he used to say is, and I think you saw it in the film, you only take a job if it has good money, it's going to be fun connections for the future or learning. If it doesn't have one of those four things, don't do it. Mm. You know, and the other one he loved saying is think big, yeah. talk small and thank God. Mm. And, you know, and mine is, which kept me going is if you, which is my own, I, I said, uh, if the door is closed, go through a window. You just got to figure out how to get <laughs> uh, to that. That I like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you also, you also went $60,000 above your target, which means that presumably you got a new kitchen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, got us the new kitchen. Uh, it was called the flood. Insurance paid for a new kitchen. Uh, hey. Well, yeah. God moves in mysterious it was, ways. It was legit. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> so, uh, so look, uh, Denny, you ran you ran a great campaign and a hard fought one. Um, you've given us a little bit of advice already. Do you have any other advice for anyone out there who wants to run their own campaign? It's really about that list. I can't say it more and more and more it's get that list together you think you don't know somebody you do mm -hmm. you gotta find your audience you know who your audience is my audience is strictly you know when i say strictly it was my basically um 50 plus mm -hmm. so we had we knew where our audience was and i had to think like that now don't forget my audience is not all gonna do kickstarter mm -hmm. So my audience is musicians, 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 musicians. They will spread the word. I would do every time I went on a screening, mm -hmm. I would go 50. I would call it the 50-50 rule, which it wasn't always work, but I would say I will try to get 50 stores, recording studios, music stores, teachers, whatever, 50 people or identities within 50 miles of the screening. And I will let them know about this film. I will let them know and I will send them a poster. I will send them postcards. The goal is to get those 20 people, those 30 people from that. And my other audience was talk radio. I knew my audience 
was all about, you know, they're not young. They're not on the computers. Mm-hmm. I needed them to, you know, hit them in the talk radio. If I could get an interview with straight talk, great. Yeah. All uh, these stations, great. Uh, I would do um, newspaper. If you could get a newspaper article, that's where it is. There must have been it, a worry that some of these people might not go with you to Kickstarter because that was a whole nother computer thing that they might not get. It was, but don't forget, they did have emails, a lot of these people I mm-hmm. built. That's how I built that list. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would never say I'm going to, you know, I would tell, I would make a joke up front. I said, listen, I promise you, I will not inundate you mm-hmm. all the time with emails. And you can't because you will, there's nothing worse than when you're, get people unsubscribing from you. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, it's <laughs> yeah. hilarious, but it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you recognize the name. Yeah. And then you call them yeah. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Except, oh, you don't believe me. <laughs> so, but you, it's all about that list. You've got to build and you got to figure out ways of building. And, you know, if you have a Twitter following, great. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't underestimate anything. Every, and I would drive everybody crazy because I would do work till two in the morning figuring out, you know, this is before mm-hmm. Kickstarter. I would figure out ways of getting my message out there to new audiences. And I would, you know, look at local newspapers, you know, online. Okay. Who's possible, who's advertising, <laughs> you know? So it's, so it's find your audience, build that list and never stop hustling. Sounds like. Yeah. Good recap. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, it, you know, it sounds so, oh, God, that's so simple. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is there anything that you, that you didn't do if you if were you to do it again that you would uh, try? I don't, would I do a kick, uh, Kickstarter again? Yeah. And would you do anything differently? Yeah. Uh, I will, I, I will have, if it's about music, it will be about a, a kazoo player who has one song and it will, <laughs> and it will be no licensing either thing. his own or it will be a classical song with creative commons license yeah copyright yeah. free yeah i own every piece of the music that will oh. ever have well that's one documentary i can't wait to see yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you too can donate now yeah. oh, we're there for yeah. you danny for sure yeah uh before we wrap up it's time for guest picks uh, this is where our guests tell us about another crowdfunding campaign, past or present, that they think is worth taking a look at. Uh, Denny, you have anything that you'd like to share with I us? Just, yeah, there was one about Cream, the magazine. Oh, I love Cream. Lester Bangs. Yeah. yeah. You got it just ended. Oh. And he, we, I suggested a few things for him. But, you know, again, he did it on his own. You know, he did it with kind of the same thing what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did to help him was... Uh, I said, listen, it's very difficult for me to kind of, it's like cross promoting brands. I said, we got to figure a way where I can make some announcement on my side. It's very difficult because for me to jump in on, because now it's somebody else's documentary. So right. I can't do too much. Oh, so he's doing a documentary about cream, the cream yes. magazine. Got yes. It. I'd love to see what that. Is, so, I, I'm sorry to be a bit thick, yeah. but what is cream magazine? Ah, uh, you Brit. Yeah. It's yeah. an American institution. Ah, it's, right. I didn't, is it I didn't realize how big it was. Yeah. Well, it's famous. I think for me, it's it's Lester Bangs, who's a one of the great American writers of, uh, about rock and roll, and that's where he kind of that was his venue uh, was this Cream Magazine, C R E E M. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. And so what I told him to do, I said, let's look at some who was on um, any of the covers, any of the Wrecking Crew. He says, uh, I said, how about Leon? He said, yeah, Leon was on one. I said, great. Mm-hmm. So what I did is built a, a quick outtake of Leon Russell. 
And I said, you know, to the, my audience, I sent it out. I said, listen, check this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon's on this cover of, from Cream. They happen to be doing this uh, Kickstarter program. Nice. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's, again, what those videos, videos are really important on some of these things because mm-hmm. if they're funny, if they're, you know, smart, if they're whatever it is, interesting, got to be interesting. Yeah. Then they will spread around. And did and that it's help? about spreading it. I well, I, I, whether or not I helped it, I hope I did. <laughs> you know, and where, where can people find out more about that? Is that on Kickstarter? On Kickstarter. Okay, sounds like it could be a future guest. And what's his name? Yeah, he's great. He's a uh, uh, Scott, and, and I'll send you his. I'll send you his contact. Okay. And, but here's the other thing: be aware, all you guys out there, is there's a lot of people that are going to say we can help you, blah blah blah, and this is what we did for this company. Mm-hmm. Check into it first. Oh, is this in terms of like offering crowdfunding advice or expertise yes. or consultancies? For a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, there's a lot of scammers of, out there. I think as soon as you go live, you'll get hit with a bunch of. Uh, yes. Yeah, and the hard. Oh, the other thing is, be wary. If you promise something, deliver it. If you're gonna, with for me, the DVD. I for why I said I'll have it to you in six months. What was I thinking? <laughs> but they it did get funny. their DVDs eventually, right, Danny? I mean, but it was like, and you got to make sure you cover yourself there. I did cover myself by saying, it's, you know, based on when it will be, you know, it will have to have a, a theatrical run first. But there was no way I could have gotten out in six months. I think I was just thinking, like, I'm going to be done after this. And <laughs> you wanted I, it to be done in six months. It was, year, <laughs> yeah. it was a year and six months by the time people got it, which is fine. They still got it. But also, you got to stay in touch with those people so that they know you didn't run away with their money or give them what they they asked for. Well, was it was it difficult to get it on Netflix? Because that's where people can see it now. That, well, that Magnolia Pictures finally picked it up. Well, they're a big one. You know, they were a big company yeah. and they were the only. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, they were all lined up to not, you know, take it on, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all a carefully choreographed plan, Denny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, pounding on the door. <laughs> uh, well, listen, before we go, um, I like your, uh, your quote earlier, but uh, can you leave us with any uh, words of wisdom? Is there a quote that inspires you that keeps you going? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I just, it, it's really, uh, just don't give it up. Just don't give up. I mean, you just... Listen, you got. There's a point when we all have to give up, but don't underestimate. There's another idea that you're not thinking about, and you just got to keep thinking. And when it's a, any kind of those crowdfunding things, you are 24 seven. You do not let it happen without you being part of it. You just you have to think about it, and you have to come up with creative ideas, and um, just go for it. Uh, so, Denny, what are your favorite songs of the Wrecking Crew? Well, I was, I cheated a little because I always went with some of the songs my father was on, but Be My Baby yeah. still kills oh, me. The Ronettes. Oh, man, yeah. that is a good song. And the opening of Mean Streets. Yeah. And You've Lost That Love and Feeling. Still sexy. Yeah. Pretty good song. Yeah. <laughs> Which, now, Wichita Lyman, I'd kill for that song. It's a great song. Wait, so you're going with Pete's number one choice. You and Pete are. On the same um, page but, here. But no, no, yeah. not necessarily. Ooh. No, I, I, I'm tied. Uh, <laughs> oh, you've also gone for the choosing oh, yeah, two. I, I, can't, yeah. Yeah, I can't tell which children are my favorite. <laughs> uh, but the other ones that, you know, underestimate is if you listen to Fifth Dimension soundtracks, Up, Up and Away, or or Soul... Uh, is that Age of the Aquarius? Is that- age of Aquarius. Yeah. Um, 
all those songs that Jimmy Webb wrote or or Laura Nero wrote. I mean, amazing songs, amazing arrangements. Um, I hear my dad on those things. When I hear him do his lick, that brings a smile across my face. Um, you know, and when my dad, the thing is, I got, you know, it was great. I was the DJ on this thing. I got to be the sound supervisor in a sense because I picked the songs. Yeah. I knew. And so I would pick songs that my father would, in the film, you wouldn't even know. And it's like there's one with Ray Charles and my dad just playing alone at the oh, end. Wow. That's Ray Charles. That was the last song in the movie. It's called um, It's Not Easy Being Green. The, you know, the, oh, yeah. the Kermit. Kermit song. The Muppet film. Huh. It's got to be incredible for you to be able to put uh, put the music on and hear your dad, you know, uh, that you've always got access to him in that way. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, the other day, my kids, you know, they're, you know, they never knew Grampy. Mm-hmm. And but they know everything about him, and I and I said to him, I said, guys, listen to this, and it was, it was one of those songs. It was a fifth dimension song. So listen, there's Grampy, mm-hmm. and you hear Grampy. You know, you hear the his run, the Spanish word, you know, mm-hmm. in the background. Um, and yeah, I you know I I look at some of the you know these songs or hear them, I go, oh, that's got to be him, and I look it up, and it's him. Wow, and keeps him very present. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, well, he never left, which is really bizarre. It really never felt like he left. And it's music that you don't have to go out of your way to listen to. It'll just encounter you in your daily life anyway. It's all over the place. It's on the that radio, was, on the you know, TV. That also wasn't the greatest thing either. When you're struggling with the damn film and you walk in, you know, you've had a bad day because, you know, you've been just whatever shite on or whatever you want to say. <laughs> but... And then you go into a store and you got to hear one of these songs. You go, <laughs> you know, and it's in your it's in your space all the time. I will promise you. I will promise. Well, I don't know about England, but I'm sure you will hear one of these songs within a week. Yeah. 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 Oh, easily. easily. Well, since we since we uh, uh, we organized meeting you, Danny, we've been listening to pretty much nothing but. Yeah. And the great thing about wow. your movie is it's, it, you can almost just, you know, I've, I've been having it, I had it on uh, this week while I was working just to hear all that music again. Pete has seen it twice. You know what? I, and I appreciate that. You guys, uh, if you get a chance, check it out on, if you can, I don't know, because it's in PAL there. Grab the DVD. Mm-hmm. It's got six and a half hours of bonus material. Wow. I need and to get that, yeah. I, it's, it's phenomenal when I say that because... I interviewed people like Jackie DeShannon, Bill Medley. These are all people not in the film. Uh, Richard Carpenter. Um, oh, so many. Um, and then all the musicians. And it just kept going on and on and on. And I just didn't want to give up because, you know, I felt it. Mike Nesmith of uh, the Monkees. Of course, yeah. You know, I just kept going. You know, even to the last minute, I would get another outtake on that thing because I felt... These guys need to have their stories told. And you know what? If you're not in the film, that's okay. This is what God gave us with DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> and where can people go online to find out more about you and I the think film? If you go to uh, wreckingcrewfilm.com, mm-hmm. um, you could sign up on our uh, on our sh- uh, website there mm-hmm. or go to uh, Wrecking Crew fan page on Facebook. And every day there's people talking about it or we'll always give a uh so like i said some outtake or something new and i'm constantly still putting new outtakes out uh well denny it's it's an incredible story and thank you for making the film and Thanks, for letting guys. the world know about the phenomenal contribution your father and the rest of the wrecking crew 
made to music. And of course, thank you for sharing the story here on Crowd Scene of how you brought people together on Kickstarter to bring the film to a much wider audience. Thank you. It's been our pleasure. Thank, thank you. you, Denny. So you've been listening to Crowd Scene, the show about successful crowdfunding campaigns and the people who make them happen. Uh, this has been Michael Ogden. And this has been Peter Dean. Our big thanks to our guest, Denny Tedesco, for his time and his insights in this episode. To find out more about the film The Wrecking Crew, visit WreckingCrewFilm.com and don't forget to get the DVD. And be sure and check it out on Netflix, so the film is on there now. And follow them on Facebook at The Wrecking Crew. And to get in touch or hear about upcoming guests on this podcast, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Crowd Scene Show. If you like the podcast and would like us to make more episodes, a great way to support the show is to write a review on iTunes. It just takes a second and helps us reach more listeners. Thanks very much. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Crowd Scene on iTunes or any other podcast app. Thanks also to Kim Bookbinder for the Crowd Scene theme music. Check her out at kimbookbinder.com and our friend and audio wizard Jim Fowler at jimfowlermusic.com. We've got more episodes coming out. Uh, They come out every two weeks, uh, so be sure to subscribe. So until next time, from Mike, from Pete, thank you for listening. Like cool epic.